This week on the Reverse Stick, Hockey Series Finals are underway at BBI. And by the time you hear this podcast, at Banbridge as well. There's turfs, challenges and break out the sunscreen. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I'm your co-host, John Lee, and the other co-host is... Um, uh, Alan, and it's a pleasure to be here, sitting opposite you once again, John. It's a chilly Friday morning here in Perth, Western Australia. I'm rugged Dang. up. I know, well, I was singing wet, wet, wet when I came in, wasn't I? Wishing I was lucky, I was wishing I was lucky. Yeah, I wish uh, it was sunny again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I could find an alternative if you want. <laughs> Sweet little mystery. This is what I have to put up with, folks. Uh, how's your hockey week? Uh, no, oh, not bad. No game last weekend, so just a little scratchy. No. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, down on the grass. Beautiful. It was was a beautiful 26 degrees <laughs> last Saturday. But yeah, chilly as 16 or 17 today. But there has been some warm weather in Europe, um, as we witnessed. We'll talk more about that later on in episode 98 of the Global Hockey Podcast. Okay, where do we start? Well, let's go through some of the tests that have been played before we get to the Hockey Series Finals. Um, we mentioned last week there was a round-robin tournament for the Senior Women's Indoor, Rhodesia, Botswana and Zimbabwe. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And we got about halfway through. There's still, there were still four games to go, those final four games. Interesting results here, Matt. Uh, South Africa beat Botswana 19-0 in the first game on the 31st of May and then backed up against Zimbabwe with a 7-1 victory. Then on uh, the 1st of June, Zimbabwe played Botswana and beat them 20-0, despite South Africa scoring 19 and then Zimbabwe losing 7-0 or 7-1 to... Anyway, interesting. And then uh, South Africa rounded out against Zimbabwe with a 6-0 victory. Obviously a bit of a goal fest there against the poor old Namibians. I hope they got the opportunity to learn a lot about the game from that experience. And but, the Botswanans. Uh, and the Botswanans, yes. Um, but, no, hang well, on. No, no, Namibians weren't playing. Oh, were they? No, no it was Botswana and Zimbabwe. Why did, oh, Namibia was last week in that other series. Sorry, my apologies. That's right. That was outdoor, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's indoor. Okay, let's get on to um, you, you some can get, stuff. You can get the whole wrap-up on that on the Spar Indoor Series over at Sports 24-7 Jabu. for Search Hockey. Yeah. Uh, Wales and France, the women, had a, a three-match series in Cardiff. Uh, the beginnings over across the month there. Uh, 2-1 victory in the first match to Wales. 3-1 victory to Wales in the second match. And France fought back for a 3-0 victory in the last uh, test match there. Uh, of course, as we've talked about before, on many occasions, you just don't know how the team lineups were unless you went through them. And I haven't had the time, unfortunately. No, well, France getting set for the, uh, the series in Banbridge, which we'll talk about shortly as well. Uh, also, for the men's side of the things, the French underway in there as well, but they are in Ireland at Lisnagavi taking on the Irish men, one all in the first game, and France scoring a last minute equaliser there, and in the second game, it was a 3-2 victory to the Irish over the French with what would have been quite an entertaining game, from what I hear, it was a very entertaining game uh, what else have we got results wise, oh of course, men's hockey series finals in Bubanazwa in Odisha uh, that tournament is underway. We've had one day and we're into the second day as we record this podcast. Um, 
The tournament opened with South Africa taking on the USA, and it was the USA. I'm surprised by that result, Shock, winning 2-0. And I want to go back and have a look at that game if I can, if it will not buffer for me. We'll get to that. Uh, in the second match of the day at Babanazwar, it was a 4-0 victory to Poland over Uzbekistan. Uh, probably a match you'd expect to have gone that way. And then India took on Russia in the late game, and that probably went the way that people thought it would go too. 10-0 victory to India. I know that sounds a bit funny, but uh, that's probably where they're at. Longest game of hockey ever played, apparently. Uh, well, it was if you were watching on my computer. On FIH.live. Also, this morning, uh, just before we started this podcast, uh, Japan played Mexico and came away with a 3-1 victory. Russia will be playing Uzbekistan later today and Poland taking on India tonight. And then we've got the rest of the fixtures across the weekend. Well, with a bit of luck, we'll have Jazz Sani joining us Very soon. soon. I've, got, I've got a call teed up, so uh, yeah. We'll, we'll speak to him we'll about, that. To about um, that. The final there for that particular tournament will be played on the 15th of June. And uh, while that's going on in Babanazwar, by the time you hear this podcast, they'll also be underway in Banbridge in Ireland. And it's the uh, Women's Series Finals. Uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Ireland, Czech Republic make up Pool A and the Ukraine, Scotland, Korea and France making up Pool B. So good luck to all of those teams and uh, that action will be hopefully uh, on FAH Live in a live context. Uh, So that's what I've got. What about you? A little bit of club stuff um, from Europe. The Belarusian Championships has uh, just concluded. Uh, Hockey club Minsk. Um, earning their place in the EHL women's competition next Easter, Easter with a win over Victoria Smolovici. Uh, Minsk had won the first two games in the three game series, 3-1, and then had a 4-3 victory in the final game there. Uh, Popkova scored one of the goals for, uh, for them in the final and was named player of the championship and the goalkeeper also from Minsk. Uh, Marina Navitskaya, uh, goalkeeper of the tournament. Third place went to hockey club Ritm Grodno. Uh, Olga Scheintar uh, was top goal scorer for them. That's yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah, uh, top goal scorer with 40 goals this 40. season. Yeah, a weapon. Uh, what else we got going on? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, have to get on to her. We'll get to the... Well, I was mentioning it now. We've got the, the Euro uh, Club Challenges coming up this weekend and also the Euro Hockey Club Trophy, the second tier competition. Yep. Three of the, the seven uh, Euro tournaments happening this weekend will all be streamed live on EurohockeyTV.org. Playing right now, the games are underway in Corden, in Malta, um, is the, the Challenge 4. Luxembourg Hockey Club made their debut yesterday or the day before in a, in a European competition, so well done right. to them there. You can get your eyes on that. Also uh, streamed will be the Challenge 1 from Poland, um, yeah, and, the, and the club trophy from Rotweiss and Wettingen. Um, they take on uh, Portuguese champions Casapia Atletico Cluba and Irish side Glen Ann. Now Glen Ann won the Irish title this year, the regular season. They, they also take on SC Stroitel Brest, who were fifth place finishers. Uh, the, the Belarusians won the title back in 2015. In Pool B, OKSHVSM Vinitsa from Ukraine. Uh, they made the final a year ago. They take on Bohemians of Prague. Uh, and the Welsh champions, Cardiff and Met, although they dropped out of the EHL last year, they'll, they'll be pretty strong. They'll be taking on Austria's WAC. So uh, the top finishers 
um, from each group going to the final on Monday. And it's quite important for EHL rankings, John. Um, so if Glen Ann win outright, they move Ireland above France in their EHL men's ranking tables and then they earn a second ticket to next October's knockout 16. So there's lots of stuff going on down the, the, the ladders yeah. in the different competitions that have that impact on, on further up and, and uh, the potential number of entrants that your, uh, your nation will have in EHL. Uh, we've also got uh, other hockey series finals coming up as well. The series finals starting on the 15th of June in uh, Le Touquet, Paris. Yep. Uh, we've, that's for the men. We've got senior women's FIH final series, FIH Hiroshima from the 15th to the 23rd at the same time. Uh, more series finals for the women in Valencia from the 19th to the 27th. And then when you get into July, you're talking Euro Junior Hockey Championships. There's a whole lot of that Euro Junior Hockey stuff happening through July. And there is also a, a Eight Nations Invitational Under-21 Men's Tournament going on in Madrid starting on the 10th. Uh, Germany, Great Britain, Belgium, Austria, Spain, Netherlands, Australia and India. So uh, that could be a very interesting under-21s tournament if you follow the, the junior stuff around. Well, juniors, you know. Well, we just had the under-21 tournament there in, in Ireland as well. The four nations, the India finished top um, uh, for, for women, Ireland second and uh, who else was there? Canada and I, don't know, I can't think off the top of my head um, but there was uh, some good coverage coming out of Hockey India on that they were keen to promote the under 21 stuff which is always nice to see yep uh, so there's plenty of hockey going on of course the pro league's happening at the moment as well there's mountains of games going on in the pro league and you can catch all of that by tuning in to totally pro league uh, that'll be coming up well it's out now the latest edition it's every week John well it, the pro league's on every week and uh, well, the, the pro league hasn't got that long to go now has it it hasn't um, we've had is big, this where we make the big announcement well I think we can but there's been oh. these big big gaps and weeks between being able to get your eyes on a game and now suddenly it's all coming thick and fast and the final is on the 29th and 30th 29th and 30th of June, of June. And, and it's the seventh today, so just over three weeks' time. We've got 426 games to get in before then until we find out who's making the final four. Well, it, it has actually got to a really interesting stage because, you know, it, it, I think teams have suddenly woken up to what's what's in store for them and also where they are on the, on the ladders and tables. You've had some mixed results for teams that was expected to do better. The Dutchmen are probably under a bit of pressure. Um, you know, there's well, who knows what goes on with with GB man? Oh, one extreme to the other, a, fa- a fantastic win over the Netherlands, three one. Um, uh, you know, previously a terrible loss to Belgium, where that yeah, and, that, like and then a defeat to, Germ- defeat to Germany after that. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's all over the shop. Um, More on that game coming up. Okay, yes, good. Uh, what else have we got? So, oh, our big announcement. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't blow that one very well. We decided on the Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Okay, do yeah. Saturday? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have... Should we have done, had this chat before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to have a pro league party on the Celebrate good times. Come It'll on. be celebratory moments left, right yeah. and centre, won't they, John? It will be, and you're all invited. Yes. We're going to have a special gathering at the Cool Up Broadcasting Corporation. It's, it's not going on Facebook. It won't be a Facebook event. Um, no. If you if you want to get involved, and uh, well, it, it's a six pack entry basically to get in the gate, uh, and you'll need a, oh. a code word which we'll we'll be sending you by email. Pack though, that's not one you have to give us. No, no, of course, no, yeah, yeah, no, just so you don't come in and bludge off everybody else. Yeah, that's you know, right. A few spares there, but you know, you've got to bring your own six pack. Um, yeah, so uh, we're we're. Uh, 
what, get an email? Yeah, email yeah, Matt at thereversestick.net or John at thereversestick.net. Or DM. Yeah, or yeah, direct, do, no, no, direct no, just do it on email because otherwise somebody could hack us online, John. We don't, we don't want this address being, yeah, the secret bunker being given wrong. away, do we? Um, and what we'll actually do is meet you at a local car park, blindfold you and then, <laughs> and, you then drive, and then drive you, <laughs> drive you to the venue. <laughs> No, no, we, do, we don't want to be spreading it all over the place. We're having a little gathering, a little party. But if you happen to be in Perth, you're more than welcome to attend. What about a, a friend, friend of a friend? Could it... Look, say you're a, a, a valued listener from another country and you've got a relation or a, a good friend that you know would love to sit around and watch the Pro League women's final will be on the Saturday night. So it'll be the women's final. We can't do two nights in a row, unfortunately, because... Our domestic situations <laughs> won't allow it. But, so we're doing the women's final on the Saturday night and we'll be streaming live either on the, uh, the or a YouTube uh, channel YouTube or, or, or Facebook, Facebook Live. Yep. So we'll, we'll stream a bit of us live talking about the games coming up before and after. We'll have bits of chat and uh, we'll also leave the vision on. Yeah, and I think you, yeah, you, 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 you can watch us watching the hockey. Yeah. Uh, and, and whoever else deems to join us might just be the yeah. two of us and, and Maggie the podcast dog sitting on the couch that's right we, we'll we'll be answering your questions live if you like us to and doing stuff like that and we're just going to have a bit, a bit of fun with it if you'd like to come around and join us for our pro league party feel free to get in touch and we'll let you know how you can become involved yep so email to we'll Matt or John at net pro league party put that a, as your subject bit of a barbie we'll find a barbecue somewhere and throw some <laughs> red meat on and yep um, vegan burgers no what no yeah of course we will got to be inclusive hey huh sport <sighs> okay. for all sport for hey? all okay we're an inclusive podcast we are yeah? okay then so even you weirdo well, vegans, so we need you can two barbecues. So I don't <laughs> infect my barbecue with a vegan burger. Is that what I'm going to take? No, no. It's all. It, it, we'll have chicken for the vegetarians, don't worry. Oh no, not the chooks. <laughs> no, 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 not the chooks. Oh, not your one. Not no, our Okay, no, I no, thought no, maybe no. a live on air sacrifice. <laughs> no, well, no. We could do that, maybe. Or maybe I'll send the missus out for the night to the hockey gods. Um, yes. Look, we are going to do it. It's pro league party. Get in touch, and um, we'd love to have a few people just sit around with us as we watch the women's finals of the Pro League. Fantastic. Get in touch. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Well, I think it's about that Let's time. Just, look, just looking at the, cl- at the clock, we could probably get Jazz down the line um, on the phone to, to talk about uh, what's going on in India. Let's have a chat to Jazz. G'day Jazz, thanks for joining us again, uh, and uh, obviously it's it's all going on in your part of the world. Yeah, the FIS series, um, the second stop of the finals is here, uh, Bhubaneswar, and uh, of course um, th- the organizers have done a really good job getting the stadium back in shape after that uh, the, the cyclone that hit the city and caused a little bit of damage. All good, and uh, the tournament has already warmed up. It has indeed, and we, we, we mentioned at the top of the show the results that we've seen so far. Um, the one obviously most pleasing to you will be the, the 10-0 win last night for India. I don't think so. Um, I would say that I'm pleased about it because that was on expected lines. In fact, uh, I would have seen, I would have loved to see more goals um, uh, considering how um, we played in the second half uh, better than the first half, and, and, uh, and that's what... Graham Reed also touched upon uh, in the press conference yesterday that uh, he he, want, he wanted more goals possibly or not exactly more goals but better performance in the first half uh, as and, and and he must have said something right in the 
um, half-time break, uh, which got the team together and they pumped in seven more goals uh, in the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it was certainly a formidable, pacey attack that the Russians had to uh, withstand with uh, uh, Mandeep and Akashdeep looking very, very pacey and obviously Ramandeep coming back into the side after a lengthy absence. Yeah, and 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 you have to see that uh, I think we played Russia after 11 years. Um, last we played in the 2008 uh, Olympic qualifiers, if I'm not wrong, uh, where we won 8 nil, and uh, today we won 10 nil. So um, nothing has changed, I think, uh, for Russian hockey. Unfortunately, um, they haven't improved their game uh, to the point where they can be seriously in the reckoning for uh, a place in the Olympics, uh, the men's team. Um, but um, that's the sad part of it. But I was m- the way the tournament began with the win for United States. I think it could be uh, something that makes the tournament exciting. But then it returned to uh, the normalcy. Returned with a 4-0 win for Uzbekistan, uh, for Poland. I'm sorry, and then 10-0 for India. But the sorry part again for the tournament is uh, the South Africa's form. They finished 16th in the World Cup um, last year in December. And now they lost to um, United States, where they were expected to win. So, and and their performance here will be gauged whether um, the association back home, the Olympic Association, seriously thinks about uh, putting in more effort in terms of uh, their Olympic qualification and bringing the team team back on legs um, like it was some years back. So that was the disappointing part of the day one, where South Africa lost to the United States. But credit to the uh, U.S. team, um, they put up some uh, good performances and, and had that uh, spring in their stride. Jazz, has there been much interest locally in the tournament? Uh, to be honest, I'm not, I haven't, I haven't been uh, there yet. I am still in Delhi. I, I hope to join the tournament uh, during the business end of it towards uh, the crossover matches and the semis and the final. Um, but. I think there there was a decent crowd. What I uh, gauged from the images up for the India game that I'm talking about, not for the other teams, because uh, I don't think there are many fans traveling uh, to watch these games. Uh, plus, uh, the Cricket World Cup is on at the moment, so there will there will be people divided because uh, of, of course India was not playing yesterday. Um, when uh, India, I mean the cricket team was not playing yesterday, so that, that's why maybe more people came in. But um, I, I'm, I think the schedule does not clash with India matches uh, any day. Uh, that I mean hockey and cricket both. So um, that's how it might have been planned also. But so far so good. And Bhubneshwar crowd has always been supportive of hockey, and I could see a lot of people, not many people in the stands yesterday, which was good. I take it the uh, the Indian media is besotted by the World Cup and there's not too much of a cut through for hockey. No, um, quite a lot of has been uh, is is there at the stadium at the venue, um, the 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 noted uh, media houses of India which produce the big newspapers. All of them are there, uh, and uh, most of them are there, and which is which is good for the game. And in in India, I I think hockey gets. Uh, more coverage than in most part of the world, other yeah. parts of the world. So, but that's one thing that uh, that is good. Now, onto the tournament, Jazz. Who do you think are going to be the main threats for India? Uh, who, who's going to be facing off in the the semi-finals and the final? I would have hoped that it was South Africa, but I don't see much happening there uh, as far as the first game goes. 
Japan could be, um, of course, they have, they should be uh, the team uh, that India might face at least in the semis, if not in the finals, because uh, they are the Asian Games champions and uh, the Olympics host as, as well. They would want to live up to that, uh, those tags that they have earned. So, so, so I think Japan should make it through to through the semis. I don't know uh, if the draw takes them makes them meet India in the semis or the final. I haven't had a, that close look at on the draw, but um, I think it should be between India and Japan. Yes, and what a game that could be. Uh, and you'd probably hope that it wouldn't go to a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I would hope it does not because that's where we have been falling uh, over the last um, couple of tournaments. It happened in the Zlansha also. It happened in uh, the Asian Games as well. So that's something that I hope doesn't happen because that's one thing we have to learn as well. Uh, uh, like finishing games which we are expected to win in 60 minutes and not take it beyond that. And that's when the consistency part will get improved and which Graham Reed also wants uh, India to do. And, and and one thing I would also stress, want to stress upon and I also wrote a little piece on it was uh, how to weigh between um, the opposition and uh, the objective especially when the field is lopsided because you can easily get drawn into uh, a phase where you are ex everybody wants you to win, you are expected to win, you are pump expected to pump in goals uh, in double digits. So somewhere um, the complacency might unknowingly uh, creep in which happened um, in the Asian Games unfortunately as well. We, we pumped in 76 world record goals during the pool, pool stage I think and then defeated uh, Hong Kong, including the defeat against uh, the win against Hong Kong, 26-0. And then when it came to uh, the semis, uh, the Malaysia, the crunch game, um, we uh, panicked in the last um, two minutes, gave away the equalizer, and then lost in the uh, shootout. So, so that's one thing that we need to learn how to weigh between uh, opposition and objective when it comes to a lopsided field like and it's it's a lopsided field to be very honest in in uh, at the FI series finals um, and uh, i think that would be the biggest learning if india can take from this tournament because they are expected to finish in the top 2 which will take them through to the qualifiers uh, based on uh, this tournament of course they can make it through rankings as well but they would want to do it in the proper way by winning this tournament and yeah. going through to the next round Jazz, you, you used the term panic in there, and I'm interested to know whether you think that that, that panic comes from uh, a fear, the expectation that goes with the Indian team, or whether maybe that because they play teams like Russia and lower-ranked teams more often than the higher-ranked teams, that, uh, that the panic comes in when opposition teams put it back at them. I don't know how to put it in words, but... Uh I don't think it has any to do, anything to do with the team's ability or the skills because they have the ability to beat the best in the world. They have the skills to beat the best in the world. It's it's only in the mind. Um, they only have to win themselves in the mind. If if they can do that, I think those final the, those key moments in the final two minutes will disappear. They will not be there because if 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 they are firm in their mind that. They can beat these, team, these teams and they have to beat every team in the world to go up higher in the rankings from number 5 to 4, 3, 2. Um, 
because that's where the final summit that that's that's the that's the more trickiest most trickiest part uh, where where uh, where it gets difficult and that's where you can panic but you have to win it win over yourself in mind and when you can do that and when the team is able to do that they will be fine um, with these close shaves or close losses in the uh, dying minutes and then in the shootouts they will all disappear because this team has it in it has it in them to uh, beat anybody in the world um Graham Reed and every coach who has come in over the years uh, has always said it that there is nothing um, uh, there's no dearth of talent in the team there's no dearth of skills the, it's it's only the winning and i believe it's only the winning mentality that needs to change and once they can do it once they do that it should be uh, fine with everything else now jazz you getting your eyes on it on with tv broadcast at home yeah yeah i'm i'm glued to the tv broadcast <laughs> i have watched most of the matches and um, once i go there then I, have, i would have a chance to take a look from up close but it's 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 on hotstar i believe it's on hotstar uh, it's on star sports 3 on tv as well so thankfully uh, many people are getting to watch the sport um, that many of us love that's great well look we're envious of you for getting to the games live aren't we john we we're here yeah. it's a little bit warm in delhi at the moment yeah uh, more than warm <laughs> it's quite hot in delhi <laughs> We, we can appreciate it, Jazz. From Perth, we can appreciate days like that. <laughs> oh, it's already past 40 now, so and yeah. that's I believe. But the Bhubaneswar, I I I heard that it's a bit cooler because there was a thunderstorm day before the tournament began, quite a bit of rain, a spell of rain maybe of hour or so, so it cooled down things for the first day. I don't know how it is today there, but uh, I think it's better than Delhi. And Jazz, when you get up to BBI, any chance you can pop into the commentary box and help out your fellow countryman there? I think he needs a chop out. He's got all those games all on his own. <laughs> uh, that's something you spotted. I didn't spot that. Uh, maybe next time I watch the TV and hear the commentary, I would like to decipher if there are different voices or not. Well, even if even if you don't go and relieve him of his duties, you could at least take some cakes on behalf <laughs> of uh, the reverse stick and the push pass pundits. Okay, I will do that. Thank you, Jazz. Absolute pleasure to catch up with you again, um, and uh, you know we'll be catching up soon again on Push Pass Pundits episode number six. Yeah, sure. We'll be waiting for it. Mihir will be there. I fully hope he will also join in, and of course we have Jimmy. Yes. Thanks a lot, Jazz. Thank you so much, John and Matt. Pleasure talking. You are listening to the Reverse Tick, the Global Hockey. Podcast, and that was our good friend Jaspreet Sani of the Times of India online joining us uh, from a very hot Delhi. Yes, uh, and well, it'll be warm in Bhubaneswar as well. Apparently, it's freshly made lassies are the way to get over it. Yeah, I saw that photo on Jazz's <laughs> Facebook profile there. Yes, it looks rather yummy too, I must admit. Um, well, it's, it probably brings us on to a good point because he, he did mention there that the it's a little bit cooler in uh, Bhubaneswar at the moment uh, than it is in Delhi and I didn't get to ask the question as, as to whether in those hot on those hotter days in India in international tournaments do they have lengthier breaks i.e. would they have a 15 minute 
half-time break instead of five minutes. What what uh, spurred, spurred this uh, thought of yours? Well, watching a game of hockey the, the other night. You? Yeah, from well, I thought it was from the tropics, uh, to be honest. It really? was a, uh, a heady 31 degrees and uh, it seemed very, very dangerous to uh, allow the players to continue uh, for such a long time on the field without oh. a lengthy break. You mean in between the 18-man squads with unlimited rotations and 15-minute and quarters with two-minute breaks and all that? It yeah, was too much for the petals, yeah, was it? Yeah, fitter athletes than we've ever known in the sport, full-time program, developed individuals. Yeah, who travel the world and play in all sorts of different conditions. Well, you follow the sun with the Pro League, don't you? Well, um, it seems to be that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Guess what happens under the sun? Well, I know that there's two teams that play, the Netherlands and GB, the other night. They both come down and played in Australia. When was it? January, February? Yeah. No, February. It was start of Feb. They they played. It was warm enough. The GB Pro League game was started at the at the hottest part of the day. Yeah. The men's game. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah. Honestly, what? Well, it begs the question, doesn't it? Is what happens when the the Southern Hemisphere teams go north? Well, I think if it gets below about eight degrees, yeah. then they should pull out. Oh no, we we want heaters on the sideline. Thank well, you. You'd certainly much. want a, a longer halftime break to get a couple more cups of tea into you. And you well, know. I'd be suggesting hot water systems on the watering cannons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's how they could de-ice. Yeah, that would be perfect. You might just come up with another rev- revolutionary idea oh, there, that, John. Well, de-icing of hockey pitches so they can play on them. Um, just a just a comment there on that. Anyway. Well, yeah. Look, uh, I I saw you copped a bit. Did you not cop a bit so much? Oh, there, oh yeah. A couple of I mentioned it on social media, and uh, uh, there's a, a couple of negative comments came back on it. Yeah, what what else? Well, I I expect um, I want that from my sports people. I want to see them stuffed. But that's sport. That's that's the beauty of it. That's why we play it. When was the last time you came off the ground and you'd hardly broken a sweat and you thought, gee, I had a great game today. Oh, that was fantastic. You don't. The ones you remember You didn't the give most, me a chance to answer then. You never walk off the ground. Feel. But, you know, the ones you really remember are the ones when you're stuffed, when you've given everything. And, yeah. you've, and that's what we want to see from athletes. We, anyway, it's another argument totally, but carry on. Thanks to... Uh uh, Michael Absalom for the, the shout out on that one as well. We oh. made reference online to uh, Will Cowan's goal, and it was a, a super goal. But you're more interested in his haircut. Terrible haircut. I don't know what he's what he's done. Um, I did like the comment from I think it was R- Russell Earnshaw, possibly, or was it Russell? But I can't remember. Russell, anybody? Somebody <laughs> mentioned on Twitter. Um, if when we go to the barbers, do we do we ask for a, a William the Conqueror? Um, and it Possibly. was yeah, no, it was very reminiscent of something you'd see on the Bayou Tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe is that the secret to Great Britain's turnaround for the men? If you can call it, if you can call it a turnaround, is Brendan Craig going to turn out with a mohawk in the next game? Uh, unlikely, not with those flowing locks. Maybe, maybe, maybe I tell you what, it should be the same for you as well. If you've got the long flowing locks, <laughs> you're not you're not allowed to wear a hair tie. You've got you've just got to let it all hang out. Flow. Yeah. Because oh, okay. otherwise, well, this happens in girls' hockey, doesn't it? Sorry, women's hockey. No, no, particularly girls' hockey, actually, I hear, as in junior hockey. Yeah. The big, long ponytail, sort of getting used to whip around and get the opposition in the eye. Oh, yeah, I've got enough time eh? on, on my hands on a hockey field to think about, I'll just flick him with my ponytail. Well, you, you prance around a fair bit. Hey, eh? prancing. <laughs> <laughs> This is the reverse stick. 
the, the global horse riding podcast with all this prancing going Yay. on. Okay, what are we on to next? Uh, uh, we'll just make a very quick announcement and a huge thank you to our very latest patron, Excellent. patron top tier, Mr. Scott Edwards from Tasmania. Scott, thank you so much for your support uh, and kind words. Uh, Scott's involved with uh, the new Hockey One Tassie Tigers team down there in the Australian Hockey League later on in the year and other things at Hockey Tasmania. Uh, so, Scott, thank you so much for your support. And, of course, if you'd like to support our hockey podcast endeavours, you can do so by signing up uh, on patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Uh, there's some different tiers on there, but we'd love your support. And if it's even just a, a one-off payment um, to buy us a beer, we'd, 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 love, well, we'd love to drink your beer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. In your conversation with Jazz Preet, yep. you did mention his ability to watch the tournament, which allows me to play this sting. Yes. Uh, wait for it to finish first. Oh, okay. Sorry, what did you say? It is being streamed, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed on FIH.live. And how did you cope with the streaming, Matt? I, I got frantic on uh, on Twitter. And <laughs> so did made, I. Made lots of comments about uh, 240 stream quality, managing less than three seconds vision before a buffer. It literally took me two and a half hours to watch the game. I had to give up. I couldn't watch. It was unwatchable, unfortunately, in the format that it was coming out. Now, apparently in some places... They didn't get that necessarily, but it certainly appears that in Australia and New Zealand, yeah, maybe it's it. some transcontinental thing going on. Yeah. Certainly, it appears to be a bandwidth problem, um, and well, was, we might was, be at the end of that tunnel. Well, it wasn't too bad, the Mexico-Japan game we were watching just before we started recording. it was recording. still buffering. It was still buffering, but the quality was... Well, it was 480 anyway, yeah, wasn't I it? Ran it? I got it running at 480. But I, so. I couldn't, um, online on FIH.live, I was going to quality to try and change it up to 720 or to HD or whatever was, was, let, yeah. was on there. And it, it wouldn't let me, the box just kept disappearing every time you went to change it, it was fixed on 240. I would suggest that says that there's not enough bandwidth and they restricted everybody yeah, to strangled it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, to try and get as many viewers watching it as possible. Um, very disappointing though. But my disappointment <laughs> Disappointingment. Yeah. Uh, see, right. we're, we're innovators here at the University. Uh, is well, tempered? I'm a bit worried because um, apparently this streaming has been paid for by a benefactor. Right. Um, and there was no that there was no resources to do this streaming, and this benefactor has stepped forward and paid for it. So. In, in circumstances like that, you feel a bit bad about bagging it. Now, I, I'm I'm hearing who this person is, but no one can confirm. So I'm not prepared to say anything okay. about the identity of that person at this stage because I can't get it confirmed. But the same name keeps popping up, right? Um, which is a little bit worrying. Uh, and you is wonder: he, is he a real hockey hero? Potentially. <laughs> Um, and, and I just wonder... Or, or what, does, does he say ta to the game? Well, what the motivation is and, and whether this will be used for propaganda going on further down the road about certain issues. Anyway, can't confirm. Don't know. But it, it, yeah, I'm led to believe it has been paid for by... An, stay an outside, for the weekend? An inside-outside back. Well, you might do. You might stay for the weekend. Might, might even stay for a conference. 
Mm. And gala ball. And That'd stuff. be nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's not confirmed. But I'm putting it out there. Let's see if there's denials or people can confirm it and help confirm it for us. But it is a worrying situation on many, many levels. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's hope that the the quality of the stream improves. It might be that they're they're stuck stuck with the bandwidth they've got, and that's what you're going to get. And the more people who are watching, the, the more the quality will drop. It's not what we were promised back at the conference, though, was it? Was it no, far, far, far from it. Um, move on. Well, I've got I've got heaps Pitches. of things. Now we used we used um, the dartboard last week, but uh, yeah. as you see, well, you don't see, but you see, John sitting in the, the corner of the room. I've brought something in, uh, oh. a little bit cumbersome, but you might have to move it closer to the microphone. Oh, let's see how we go. Well, I can't. It's bloody heavy, mate. I can't move it that much. So, um, yeah, well, I've put down the choices of some of the things we can talk about, and we'll see what what pops up. Oh, is that a roulette table? We, Brilliant. What do you mean? Is that? A, what, what do you think it is? You're looking right at it. Oh, I thought it might have been a blackjack table. I didn't look over the top and said, oh, oh, I love that sound. Here we go. All right, it's got uh, 17. Uh, 2019 EHF Hall of Fame nominees. You can go to yourhockey.org to have your say on the list. Uh, I'll go through in no particular order, men and women. Sophie Geertz from Belgium, Ellen Hoog from the Netherlands, Barry Middleton from England, Julia Muller from Germany, Jerome Troyans from Belgium, Georgie Twig from England and Robert van der Horst, all in the uh, list of nominees. Get on to eurohockey.org and have your say. Who will join the Hall of Champions in Europe in for 2019? Who will? I don't know. Get on and have a vote. Okay. I mean, it's all a bit subjective anyway, isn't it? A lot of those things happen to be, but they're, they're fun to do. They're fun. It's fun having the discussion, isn't it? And it generates interest, or it should. Oh, the ball's rolling again, folks. Next one down. Oh, stay in Europe. Latest studiohockey.com podcast yeah, oh, yes, from Ernst. Ernst Bart. Will we have dry artificial turf by Paris 2024? I gave it a listen this morning. It's quite interesting. Not quite interesting. It was very interesting. It was quite rude of me. Can Not you, very rude. Can you imagine the field test of that? Okay, I want you to run 30 metres and face plant. And <laughs> let's see if it burns all the skin <laughs> off your face. Well, it's uh, Ernst is speaking to industry expert Arno Fiolet from Recreational Recreational Systems International uh, about the possibility to replace water-based turf with dry artificial turf. Uh, have a listen to it. The long and short of it is it's, it's a long way to go without some compromise one way or another, either on the speed of the game for hockey um, or the um, the quality of turf for other sports. And so there's um, there are plans in place in some there's a, an FIH committee of some sort that's working with international rugby um, and uh, soccer as well about having uh, turfs that can certainly go into developing countries that that need to be suitable for multi-use. We're not talking about specific hockey systems in in that in that instance. Uh, but there's really interesting discussions there's, about there mo- is a multi-use surface. Well, there's the difference. But Thierry is, and you'll hear in Ernst's podcast has come out and said that by 2024 we will have waterless no, astro. No, astro. There, there there is a multi-sport surface already available. Grass? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, in, really interesting chat. There's stuff in there about modular pitches, uh, about domes, um, which this company supplies, and about um, skill mats and uh, little skill pitches made out of turf for, for junior development and things. Some, some, some interesting topics brought up there. And whilst we're on modular pitches, we've, of course, uh, got the turf 
getting laid uh, at Harlequin yeah. rug, the stoop, the home of Harlequin's rugby. Um, now there is a lengthy article on it on FIH uh, Pro League.com under the news section. Uh, it does say within there it's been developed with Polytan and Polypipe and somebody else. It does say in there that uh, they can't share the system as to how it's being laid uh, because there's commercial confidentiality in that. But if you look at the GB Hockey um, Twitter feed. Uh, there is uh, an a instructional little, video. Well, there is. This is a stop motion uh, video. It's only about 13 seconds long, which uh, shows a, a, a sand base over the top of the, the grass, uh, then some kind of white matting being rolled out in sections, and then, uh, let's say, a, a plastic system um, of panels being laid down on top of that. Uh, I imagine you then whack your turf on and tie it down. Um, that's pretty much it by the looks of it. We don't we don't need to contact the lawyers just to cover us for that. No, I don't think so. It's out there. Um, but it does, yeah, it, it, it provides those potential opportunities and Alexander Cox talks about this in the, sorry, Alistair Cox talks about this in the, uh, in the article on FIHProLeague.com, uh, that you can effectively then take hockey fields anywhere. Now we spoke about this, uh, when sixes was uh, was brought up around the time of the conference, and we still haven't seen this yet, John. Hockey sixes was going to be taken to city centres, wasn't it? And uh, iconic locations to showcase the game. We're still yet to no, see any of that. Just don't mention it. I'm hoping they've forgotten about it. Just <laughs> shush. Keep it quiet. They certainly haven't forgotten about it, mate. I tell you. Um, uh, but yeah, in, interesting that we're seeing this rolled out. Ale, yeah, Alistair Cox said, you know, this, this gives us massive potential and they reckon, uh, you can turn around in around six days from having a, uh, a rugby match, for example, or a soccer match, um, on a field. The hockey tur- um, turf can go down on top and then, uh, you know, within two weeks you're back around to playing on the, the traditional, uh, surface. I'm just a little bit happy at the moment. What was that? Oh, just something came up on Twitter. All right, okay. I'll leave that. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. And? And, what, you, you got anything to say on that? Spin the wheel. Oh, sorry. I've just, uh, I've just lost it now. Oh, very good. Yeah, no, that's good. Whatever you said was good. Thanks. You weren't listening. You were just looking at, <laughs> looking at your screen. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel again, John. Oh, you could have spun it a bit quicker. <laughs> There we go. What number is that? Can't oh, I hope right. it's a red. <laughs> red. Oh, look, it is red. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Scored.com. Um, get on there. They've got a new feature on there, a goal of the month, and there's videos showing goal, goals from around the world, but predominantly from the European leagues at the moment. Uh, and you can get on and view it and vote and choose your best one. Are you on Scored.com, John? Yes. Are you a friend of the reverse stick yet? Uh, Have you uh, followed yeah, the reverse no, stick? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't be like John, ladies and gentlemen. Get on to score.com, open up a proper account on there and search <laughs> for account. the reverse stick um, and uh, you can just get reminders of when this podcast and other podcasts pop up on your news feed on score.com. I have to get a new phone, so you'll be pleased. What, you dropped yours? No, uh, other reasons, but I've got to get all that technical stuff. All right, what have we got there? Uh, some news out of the Asian Hockey Federation. Three members of the Oman Hockey Association. Well, I'm sure it was decided over a lunch. Oman Hockey Association have been honoured with important designations. 
Dr. Kama Salim Al-Rabi is appointed as Chairman International Relations Committee Gulf Region and a member of the AHF Events Committee. Mr. Anwar Ahmed Amir Bayit Fadhil has been appointed Chairman of the AHF Development and Engagement Committee Gulf Region. And Mr. Salim Garid Obaid Al-Khartoubi has been appointed as Deputy Chairman of AHF Development and Engagement Committee Gulf Region. Well done for all of those uh, appointments to dedicated and devoted ind- individuals to the sport of hockey. Uh, and uh, they've also got relevant qualifications and experience, John. Now, I understand uh, in the last few days you've expanded your burgeoning media profile uh-huh. by appearing on uh, local radio, I did, talking, uh, yeah, walking the, hockey. The biggest uh, commercial talkback radio station in Western Australia. Yep. It's hard to argue that, is it? Well, we're not going to mention their name. No, but you... They can mention ours first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, last Saturday morning I was on to do a little interview about walking hockey and the programme we're running at our club. Sorry? It was a little interview. It was three minutes... Uh, right. start, start to finish. Three minutes we didn't have before. Yeah, you can you can find that audio somewhere online. I'm not going to point you in the direction of it. Uh, look, great to be able to get 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 on to uh, to speak to the wider community about one little portion of our sport. Uh, I found it was uh, quite a strangely placed segment, considering you know they got in touch with us. I didn't sort of ring in <laughs> on the off chance. Uh, yeah, weirdly sandwiched between uh, a discussion of. Uh, call in and tell us your favourite pub. Oh uh, yeah, my name's Stephen, and uh, I like the Berrigan because the steaks are really nice and uh, the staff are lovely. Well, thanks very much, Stephen. Thanks the for ringing in touch. No way endorses the Berrigan. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy to talk about pubs, but just to 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 whack in a three-minute hockey section with absolutely no relevance to the the previous the pre, the prior twenty minutes or or the next twenty minutes on the show. Um, I thought it was very odd, but you know, lo- lovely. Just it would have been far more appropriate after a conversation about pubs for you to talk about falling over hockey. But, mate, pubs. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was ready to get in and talk about any of the venues that that, that had been mentioned b- beforehand. It's you know, beer and hockey is my forte. Um, <laughs> true. But uh, yeah, I could, didn't even true. get the chance to to mix it up. But you got the message out, and people got it spread across the metropolitan area here in Perth. It was good to see at least hockey being talked about. Yeah, yeah, and look, there's some great work going on globally at the moment with walking hockey from yeah. Alan Gormley and others. The first two, and Douglas so, in Queensland. That's right. The, the, yeah, yeah, the first two, um, uh, uh, geez, programs uh, in Scotland have just started this week. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's growing week on week on week, and uh, hopefully we we get a bit of a hub together where we can all share our ideas and and what what's going on uh, with the world of walking hockey. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and nearly time to call it an end for this week. Matt, do you want to spin that uh, wheel again a couple yeah, of times? Yeah, I certainly will. Yeah, I've got to, got try to and squeeze as much in as we can. Get off and uh, get some things done. This Savo, are you playing this weekend? I am indeed. You're a top of the table clash. It's going to be a wet one, is it? Oh, it could be. Uh, we've yes, it's sunny now, so I'll guarantee there's a big storm tomorrow afternoon. Now, about a week from now, we've got the. Uh, the latest executive committee meeting at the FIH, haven't we, John? And we were expecting an announcement on the World Cup venues. Oh, yes. Um, which uh, we're going to have to wait a little while for. Uh, so this is the announcement on the FIH website, FIH.ch. After having received a request from several bidding countries to, to delay the decision on the 2022-23 FIH World Cup hosts, 
originally planned for June in order to give them more time to finalise the governmental guarantees. The International Hockey Federation has decided to postpone the announcement of the host to the executive board meeting scheduled on the 8th to the 9th of November. Governmental guarantees are essential for the staging of FIH events, which explains why this decision was taken. As announced in February, uh, the following bids have been received. So for the time window, 1st to the 17th of July 2022, Germany for the men's or women's, Malaysia for the men's, Spain for the men's, and for the preferred time window, 13th to the 29th of January 23, Australia for the women's, India for the men's or women's, and New Zealand for the women's. So hold your horses, we're not going to find out for a while. Yeah, interesting revelation. I would have thought, you know, that national associations would have been in discussion with whatever government bodies they needed to be in discussion with before they went ahead and said, oh, let's let's host this. Or at least, you know, have had informal meetings where they knew where they stood. Well, talking but, about meetings, you know, uh, Brigadier Khalid Sajjad Kokar from the Pakistan Hockey Federation. He's off to Lausanne at the end of the month for a a series of meetings with the FIH. Well, hopefully with the FIH. Maybe it's with the IOC. Who knows? Uh, Pakistan will present its case on its participation in the qualifying rounds of Olympics and will appeal for the waiver of the heavy fine imposed by the world body for not participating in the Uh, FIH uh, Pro League. Let's make this... This is coming from the news.com.pk. Let's make something clear here. They weren't fined. They haven't been fined. They've been ordered to pay compensation. That's right. So there's no fine has been laid. There's actually been no disciplinary action taken against them directly. It, it's about that's a compensation payment. Well, that conversation can be held with uh, Brigadier Kokar and the PHF legal advisor who will be accompanying him to Lausanne. Uh, sources said that the PHF has prepared its case and hopes that it will be able to convince the FIH high ups to treat Pakistan leniently. We'll see how we go with that one, hey? Yeah, they want those 36 games against Western Samoa, don't they? <laughs> <sighs> All um, right, we'll give it another spin. We're nearly done. We're okay. nearly done, John. What have we got left on the board? Uh, I'll just... I mentioned scored.com before. You did. Uh, and uh, they've got I'm a little on section it. on there called the Mercato, and you can find out about upcoming transfers. There's a few a few movements happening in Europe at the moment. Uh, Beershot have signed Hugo de Monceau. Waterloo Ducks have signed Alexia T- Sir Stevens. Athletic Terrassa have signed Mark Salas. Uh, Matias Reyes extending his spell at Club de Polo in Barcelona for a 15th season. That's a long time there for the Argentinian. And also Argentinian uh, Guido Barrero will extend his stay at Mannheimer for another three years. Uh, he's been there since uh, he, he arrived in uh, in Germany um, from Buenos Aires nine seasons ago. I heard a transfer rumour. Go on. Yeah, apparently Surbiton are looking for a, uh, a shootout specialist. Why is that? So, well, they're just looking for a shootout specialist. Are you sure? Not, not old Georgians? no. Definitely Surbiton. Okay. Yeah, no, and um, I would have thought you were across this because they've been in touch with Tatey. Right. <laughs> so. Well, we've got our shootout coming up, mate, but unfortunately, oh. we've got some news to bring. Uh, and thank you for all of those uh, of you that tried to pressure uh, Ashley Morrison into putting on the pads and the helmet for us um, for one of our 100th special uh, features. Uh, where is he? Well, you see, we were supposed to be recording a, a, a Another not the footy show podcast, and um, he's not he's not returning calls or messages at the moment. Well, I, I yeah, don't know where he is. He's, I'm not even getting a, a read receipt on on Facebook Messenger when I send it, him anything through. Uh, yeah, look, he he seems to have totally dropped off the map. Um, you think he's all right? Oh, 
I think fear might have gripped him. Right. But um, I am also hearing that uh, he's he's in hideout with uh, a couple of um, false passports and he's he's attempting to flee the country. Oh dear. Uh, to to avoid this showdown with us, which is terrible, terrible news, because we might have to find another goalie. Got any thoughts? Um, not off the top of my head, no. We need to find somebody who's terrible though, like a first timer. A first timer. Yeah. How about um, Jamie Dwyer? Could try, put the call in. Could, oh, maybe we could ask. No, Shuvi wouldn't be stuck. Uh, uh, no, I messaged Simon Orchard on it. Yeah, no. Nah. Nothing back from him either. No, see, they're That's running. Rude. They're running they're scared. 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 A lot of them. Well, they don't want to be shown up, really, do they? Well, no. Well, if you've, you know, if you've got a suggestion out there, or perhaps you want to put your hand up to be the goalkeeper in the shootout of the century, um, get in touch. You can get hold of us on all of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the reverse stick. We'd love to hear from you. They're a wonderful thing, those social media posts, aren't they? They are indeed. <laughs> yeah, fabulous. So I've got two more things to go, John. One, okay. uh, very quickly, we mentioned before about the finals taking place in Banbridge. Yep. Uh, that's all the finals will be streamed live on BBC Great. Sport Northern Ireland, which is fantastic. Now, of course, this is the... Um, well, uh, we'd be geo-blocked is... from them, probably, won't we? Uh, no, but that should come through on FIH. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. thinking I'd much, probably much well, rather watch the BBC yeah, go, than go, FIH. Go, go and catch up with some family over there. Oh, you'll that's be, right. Be fine. Yeah. Uh, I've got another auntie in Ireland. Well, but, I'm a Lee, after all. Well, yes, I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's Ireland's first uh, realistic chance of getting towards the Olympic Games. They've never been there before, so this is, uh, this is a, a real good springboard for them. And I did notice the original venue where it was supposed to take place in, in Dublin, uh, the, the national stadium there, the new development is happening now. So a little bit late for this tournament, but good that that's, uh, that's underway. Well, I have a feeling that Ireland, if, with some good performances, might be able to sneak in with the world ranking. Even if they don't qualify through the qualifying tournament, they might be one of those teams. Yeah. That be, because teams above them have qualified through another route, that that place will open up for the rankings points teams. Yeah. And I think Ireland might, you know, good showings and continue to win, and they'll be in a strong enough position. Well, there's three players in that Irish side um, all looking to make their world ranking tournament debut. Sarah Hawkshaw, Bethany Barr and Emma Buckley. Yes, for, I saw Friend that. of the show. I, I sent Emma a little message to say, oh, I've seen you, 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 you made the list. Congratulations. It's obviously paid off for her going and, and playing in Europe, cl- playing club hockey in Europe this season. Um, so she's replacing Grace O'Flanagan. So Aisha McFerrin and Emma with the goalkeeping duties there, which is Great Fantastic. to see two two super goalkeepers, and possibly John, you know, you might get a. You know, we're looking at this revolutionary systems to put turfs into uh, different stadia. Uh, perhaps they could put the drop-in pitch into Croke Park, and you could go and do the commentary. Oh, that's very good. Was that from your old man? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty funny. I'll give it some fun. Uh, well, as we're going, we can, you can play this play this okay. thing, mate. We can we can lead out, but. Something I was very, very pleased to see today. I got quite excited. It was on the screen here in front of me. Uh, Japan versus Mexico. Who do we see wandering around the side of the pitch? Ollie. Oh, Ollie the turtle. He's back. Uh, he interesting to see what he gets up to over the next couple of weeks. Ah, the turtle's got shell. Ollie's back. What a back.
tell you what, mate, the rumour mill is going absolutely ballistic at the moment. Okay. Um, might be another job that I should apply for. Okay, well, it'd be nice to see some jobs actually get um, advertised. Yeah, it? well, that would be nice. Um, yeah, apparently if you like really, really warm weather, there might be a job going. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What if you like really, really, really warm weather? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's what the if, one. What if you like quite cold weather? Uh, Would you leave somewhere with really, really, really warm weather to go for a job where, where it's really, really, really cold weather? Yes, apparently you would. Yeah. Um, would you? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But there are lots of rumours going around. You mentioned something else there. Did I? Yeah. Oh, no, I've just... I got, I got a message from Clint Flicker the other day. Oh, did you? Oh, well, he's, he's been he? picked up to go and play in the Malaysian League next year, but, uh, you know... <laughs> He's not very happy about one of his teammates. Oh, really? One of his, uh, oh, I guess, would you call it his nemesis, the, oh, the, the oh. Indian fella from a few years oh. ago. Uh, could well be fronting up alongside each other. Really? Uh, yeah, alongside for, each for, other? For, uh, Uni KL, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, Bakanda Lack, do you remember him? Oh, Bakanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it so, could be on. It could be on. You'd want to be a good coach to, to get those two on the pitch together. Uh, I know people turn on uh, sports events to watch you know the competition between two opposing players because they know there's a lot of bad blood but I don't think anybody's ever tuned in to see two teammates going at it uh, well they'll be tackling each other to stick it in the back of the net no doubt 